And the answer was that we never had such a situation that Yidin lived literally in every part of the world. And wherever they lived, they not just lived there like uh, visitors or bypassers, but they actually settled there. They take on the customs of the place, the garments, the language, the, the way they, the way their culture in a certain way, whatever is permissible according to Torah. And in that way, they serve Hashem. So that's dir betachsenim in a way like it never was ever before. Before, the Hashpah came from a certain center to the rest of the world. And now, no, you can go to every different country around the world, and they're mislabish in the country. Now that everyone's going to explain, someone's trying to get in. Even that is two ways of doing it. The Gufa, that's on page one eighty nine. The second column, where it says, Bazeh Gufa. Even in this Avedah itself, where you can go to a country, and they become part of the country, they take on certain cultural things from the country, and that way they serve Hashem, that's Dirvetach Tehim. But even that, Yej B'chlal V'shnei Yonah Mishlovin, is also two levels. Aleph, one is, Hapul Apnimis Imatachim. One way is that it's a real Pnimizik effect, on the Gashmizika place, which means Machnisim Kedusha Afilbomakmatakhtin. They do bring Kedusha in even into this country, according to the country. That's why the people take on the language and the culture and the clothing and the and the ways of the people in the country. That the Takhtin, the world out there, is still remains what it was before, but it's makabal from the mashpia, and therefore it's not a complete, total transformation of the tachtan. So before, before the devil was speaking of Chesarin, if you're Bechlam, not Mislavish. Right. Why are you in the middle? I'm sorry. Let's get to the end of the email. So, the chesaron of there is that you bechlal don't go to the tachtin. Right. And over here, you are going to the tachtin, but you're not going to the tachtin. No, there's what? two ways. There's two levels in going to the tachtin. In going to the tachtin. Which means even if you move there and you live there and you are there, there's still two possibilities. Mm. So this is the first. Just don't explain. This is the first. Beis, the second. Aval, we give speech. Aval, dorze. You call them aval. It's going into the Tachtan. It's still been away. The Tachtan was not changed and not really transformed. He's mainly Makabal from the Mashpia. He's Makabal in a pre-music away, but really he still remains a Tachtan. In order to understand this, you have to learn the second one. Then we'll see the contrast, the difference. The Achim came after the first stage, is a higher stage, which is that the tachtin itself, which its own characteristics, not It becomes a place of teira mitzvahs. 
you establish institutions where they teach Torah in this country, they teach davening in that country, uh, places of Gemilus Chassadim in that country, of Batekinesis, about the Midrashas, in a way, Shamokim Nasa Kilo Atzmoy, the place becomes as if independently spreading Torah mitzvahs, and his daughter doesn't even need the Ashpah from, from a higher place. It's if it's coming from itself, like Kilo. So I'll explain what that means. It's a, it's a very fine line. It definitely needs an explanation. Maybe here people could add something. But I'll just say on the surface what it means. Like that everyone gives a muscle. What would be the difference between giving hashpa that's not panemius and that's panemius? And in that itself there's two possibilities. For example, a rab is mashpia seichot to a Talmud. And the Talmud understands it. Understands it very good. So there's a very interesting minus on the Friedrich Rebbe that he says, how do I know that a Talmud really understands it's good? And he says, this is the difference between Torah and Tefillah, davening and learning. Davening was supposed to be using the words that the Chachamim gave us. When you daven, you daven in the language that we were given. Baruch Shomar, Ashrei, uh, Baruch David, everything which is in the Siddur. This was composed by Big Tzadikim, by Nevi'im, Ashik Nesagdeila, they wrote the Nusa Fushmanesa. True, I could have my own feelings. I can say my own words to Hashem whenever I want. But the tefillah, the way it is supposed to be, is repeat the words that you were given. Mm-hmm. What about Torah? Torah is different. If you teach somebody, and you can see, you can make a, an experiment. Go to a classroom of children, mm-hmm. teach them something, and then ask them, did you understand it? Say yes. Could you tell me what you understood? And what will they repeat? They'll repeat whatever you said. The same marshal, the same nimshal, the same words almost. They'll repeat it in your own words. If you try to change a little bit the language, they won't know what you're talking about because they don't get it. They, they heard what you said and that's what they got. They understood it, but they understand it the way you gave it to them. What's the simon that a person understands seichel in a real solid way? If he could repeat it, but in his own words, his own language, his own examples, his own, his own perspective on it. If he can do that, that's a sign that he understands it in his own way, not just repeating like a parakeet what you told him. But, uh, davening can be in personal way. Yeah, beside, besi- in addition to the davening, that can be beside, in addition, but you still have to daven the nusach of the siddur. Yeah, but you can, you can, you can talk to Hashem. And talk to Hashem any time of the day, any language you want, but that's in addition to the siddur. That means that the Iker Tzila, the Mitzvah of Tzila, the Mekayim, we do the davening the way it's given to us. Say the Nusach of Ashik Nesak In addition to that, everybody could express himself in his own words, any time, in his own language. That's fine. But Tzila, the Tzila is something which, when do I know that the person really understands it, if he can explain it in his own way, in his own language. Like, for example, if you teach something from Tzila to a mathematician, and then the mathematician repeats the bar, and he says, I'll give you an example with math. And he uses math as an example. He didn't hear it from his Rebbe. The Rebbe doesn't speak about math. But because he understood it so good, he's able to explain it in math. He can explain it in the language of science. He can explain it in the language of, uh, of psychology. It's the same idea. So the fact that he is able to speak in a different language, explain the same thing, means that he really understood it. And that's why he's able to give it over in different words. doesn't have to repeat what the teacher told him. I guess the highest level of that is if he even forgets who told him, and that's just uh, what, what he's thinking. 
Um, oh, so what's the next level? This is this is one level. That's a sign that it's penis. What's the next level? The next level is that the the rabbin spirit of the Talmud to such a point that the Talmud's thinking and way of thinking and understanding and depth of thinking becomes so much like the teacher that now he could be innovative in his thinking and Kedushi Taylor just like the Rav. Which means, like the Rebbe says, it's as if he's on his own. He doesn't even need the Rav anymore because now he, he became, he received so much from the Rav. And the Rav's way of teaching, the Rav's understanding became so much part of him that when he sees it, it's as if this is his own way of thinking and understanding. So this is a subtlety in, in the second point. Yeah, I think the Rebbe once said this idea, the Gabi, there are certain things out the Rebbe says in his own name, even though it's really from the Magadus of Hashemtus. There's an Peter's name is Magad of Hashemtus. And the Rebbe says because the certain Yonim, it became so much part of the Alter Rebbe that this was, it was as if he himself came up with this, even though he heard it from his Rebbe, but Lepelet came, became his own way of thinking. And his own, it, 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 it's something which his own mind was, became like the mind of his Rav to the point that he's able to produce such logic and reason like the Rav. And that's the ultimate opinion. I, I believe it, I read one Sikha Rebbe say, very, very similar. This example. It starts to be your Torah. Your Torah. Right. So, so it's not if only... it starts to be your Torah, you don't need to quote it. If this is from... Right. This is from the it... highest source became, became mine. What do you mean became mine? That now when I understand it, it's as if it's no different than as if I myself would have come to the conclusion with my own thing, with my own mind, because my mind became molded like the mind of my Rav, and now... I'm able to get there on my own. So, so in this Rav Talmud, maybe you could take the, the muscle across from all four, make four levels. There's one where the Rav just sits down and just gives a drash, the biggest divot to the Talmud has no idea what's going on. Okay. The don't know. That's Makis. And that's maybe when you don't move into the town. Right. And then there's the way the Rav, uh, what, 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 what was that? The, the, and then there was the way the Rav is macabre, and the Talmud can merely repeat what right. the but he can't use his own words to explain right. the same point as the Rav he can't repeat, right. he can't say in his own words. Right. And then there's one he could already say in his own words and compare and whatever. Right. But, and then there's an even higher level and he, his seichel was... He could be creative with his seichel and innovative with his seichel, just the same as the Rav. Because, he, because of the Rav, he became so transformed that now he could think and be creative in his own ideas, just like the Rav. In Tanya, uh, Rabbi brings from Baal Shem Tov. Well, not Baal Shem, but really it's from the Medrash, but he quotes uh, from Baal, Baal Shem Tov. Right. The same uh, idea. Right, from the uh, Shaykh Lamuna. So let's keep... Then Rabbi says, Like Ilu, Ela Ba'eva Let's start again. Base. I'm, I'm in the base, right? Well, let's read it again, base, total yeah. flow. Habiru Vazichu Chukidok Nekach that the Gashmi is a place with all its schoolness, with all its characteristics, which are unique, that makes France unique, and Italy unique, and Russia unique, and Poland unique, and America unique, that place becomes a Mokim Tera Mitzvah, they have their own institutions, that they are sources that teach people how to daven, how to learn, how to do mitzvahs, but in the seas of the Midrashas, it's as if this place now became independently Kedusha. It doesn't need Ashpa from a different country, from a different people. It, it, it now, it stands on its own two feet. 
from it doesn't need from a place Mokim Elyon Yosef. The Yisraelim is not only Ke'ilu, it's not only as if Elabayfen Shemagaylim is a Maila Shebetachten Atzmei. Your Megala is a Maila that this Tachten has. Shemokim Nasek Maya Etzem Atzmei. The place becomes like the source and it's able to, let's look at the next page, Adraba, Anshia Mokim, Poilim, Vitero, Mitzvah, Miyuz, Mosim, Atzmei. The people in the place, they're proactive in teaching Tayra and doing mitzvahs, but they do it on their own. They no longer have to be inspired by someone else. They themselves became the same way, like their mashpia. And they do it They do it consistent with their own unique characteristics and their differences of that place where they come from. You know, it's interesting, like... We don't have too many of those left already, but years ago there was so much more old Lubavitch accident from Russia. And when they would hear the way we, we talk about things, let's say now you're learning a Maimara and you give a mushroom with a computer. Whoever heard of Mashpia giving a mushroom with a computer? But that's the mushroom we give today. That's where we understand things today. You give Mashalim of things of today. We speak different. Our, our, our way, in other words, on one hand, we're supposed to be no different. Chazashon, Terry doesn't change, and Chazidus doesn't change. But the style is very different. America is different, and France is different, the Israelis are different, the English are different. Everybody's their own way. And the Rebbe is saying, Adra, but that's the Maila. That means that what they're doing is coming from them, not someone else who's just doing it through them. It's coming from them, so it has their flavor as the flavor of English and the flavor of French and the flavor of American and the flavor of every single country. So you watch a shliach, the way he interacts with the students, and it's like, whoa, this is so different than Grenim and Lubavitch. It's not the same. It's not supposed to be the same. This is supposed to be coming from America. So it's an American language. Not talking about Chasr Shalom crossing a line of doing something which is not acceptable, but the style is a different style. This is an American style. In France, it's a French style. So it means that in every country, people are doing things, innovation in Torah and mitzvahs and spreading Torah and mitzvahs, and that innovation comes from the mentality and the way of thinking of the people in that country. So that shows that the Tachno is transformed. I don't think of a good example, but there are examples, if you think of it, there are examples. I think a lot of the methods that we use to spread Yiddishkeit is we use expressions or we use ideas that are in the country and we adapt them to something in Yiddishkeit. You know what I mean? You take, um, like, something of Tzoyim, or you take, you take quotes from an advertisement of Coca-Cola, of 7-Up, or a, a, a company, and you use it in order to promote something in Terry Mitzvah. And people relate to it because they know that, 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 that rhyme, they know that song, they know that, uh, what I say years ago, there used to be an uh, advertisement they used for Coca-Cola. What was it? Anyone remember? Jerry Coca-Cola, it's the real thing. It's the real thing, right. So, you know, you didn't have this in Lubavitch. <laughs> but they take, and you can't use this in a different country because this is Coca-Cola, it's an American thing. And, and same with other things, the slogans, the language, the approach, which is a simon that it's as if it's all coming from us, not we're just a uh, pipeline that's coming from someplace else and it's passing through us. And that's the ultimate deal of the Tachtain. 
And that's why the Rebbe is very much into the fact that every one of us, on a personal level, should use our own creativity when it comes to teaching Torah and, and giving over Torah and, and then spreading Torah mitzvah We should use our own creativity because that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate that it really penetrated, transforms me, and I'm contributing something unique. I'm contributing me and myself and my characteristic, my way of thinking, into the pool of Taylor. <laughs> now we'll understand how our generation is so much different and unique compared to generations before that. The data she listened to in the previous generations, even when not spread out, the whole Katsuri table, come over there in the Loy mi boy biz man beis hamigdash and tais beis hamigdash was standing bechlau bnei yisrael most yidden lived in one place in Eretz Yisrael elafilo bederes arishenim shal agolus even in the first generations of golus after the churim beis hamigdash they still lived the medinas mesiyamis they lived in specific countries al kaponim rak bechazik kader elinu still countries close to Israel close to Bavel in those areas. But not spread out in the four corners of the world. In the later generations, the place which was only discovered a few hundred years ago. In every generation, it expands more and more that Yidna spread out to more and more countries. Up until our generation, that you can say that Yehudim, Mitsuyim, the whole Katsuri table mamish in every single part of the world. There's Yehudim everywhere. We had a student in school. Where was she from? Indonesia. Indonesia. Such a Muslim place. I think they say that uh, the most hateful uh, Muslims live in Indonesia. She lives, comes from Indonesia. From Indonesia she came to learn Torah. And her brother came to learn Torah. So, that the Yidin are everywhere. You'll find the Yid wherever you go. Some place has a big sign saying, I'm a Yid. And sometimes it doesn't have a sign, or it has the opposite sign, but they're there. But, and they're Yidin, the Kaim Shem Tehra Mitzvah, Baby is too, not every place you see from Yidin, but, they're saying, the Chlolus, but from Chol Katsri Table, there are Yidin, that the Kaim Tehra Mitzvah in every place, for see, Minhagi Hamokim, Vatshehekimu, they, they succeeded in establishing and they continue to establish so it's very interesting the Rebbe always emphasized and a lot of answers you know people would ask the Rebbe what should we do this and do that and the Rebbe was very against that people in one country should make a decision for people in another country he always said the people in your country in your city should make the decision the Rabbanim the Mashpiyim it should be in your place on the surface, it sounds like it's a practical answer. You know, it's easier, less confusing, it's less good threatening, organization. good organization. It's much deeper than that. The whole vote, according to the Sikh, is that the people in your country, in your city that live there, they should make the decision because they'll be influenced by the country that they live in. And the decision will be, Tachten is learning Tehran, doing mitzvahs in a way that Tachten understands. So, there's no doubt that in every country, the schools, let's say, look to accommodate the children and the parents. 
So in every country, they think about it a little bit different, because in this country, parents want one thing, in this country, they want another thing. The children are used to one thing, here the children are used to another thing. So everything is being set up according to the tchunas, according to the characteristics of that country. If one thinks into this and realizes that it's all a ruchnis, you think it's not chazashon, just technical. You see how our generation is so much greater in this sense than all generations before us. If we understand that living in another country and doing teremitzvahs there, not just a geographic difference. It's a ruchnizikah difference. That through that you're able to be mislavish in the country and elevate the country. So there was never a time in history that every single country was reached like today. And based on what it said before, it says, So now we go back to the original question. Where do we see when you look out in the world that the world is ready? This is what you see. You see that in every country in the world, they're using learning terrorists. And they're doing it according to the characteristics of that country. That means you can see openly as Mitzvah is refining and elevating every single country in the world. This is, this is a... It's a very powerful fundamental sikha. Yeah. Yes. There's so many things that you can do with the sikha and learn from the sikha, especially Gabi Shlichas and everything else. Mm. Okay. Everything in Torah is found in a general way and a more specific way. Like, for example, there are a lot of things that it says about Klal Yisrael, then we say, but on a personal level, every year it has that in a small scale. There's a Masechta that's called Masechta Taras, but then there's a whole Seder that's called Taras. So there's a general, and then there's something specific. Anything you'll find in a general way, you'll find it also in a smaller scale. So, this thing we just spoke about, how the world has changed, on a smaller scale, there's one country that personifies exactly this. Which country is that? Tarfas, friend. In one of the psukim that talk about the Geula, in fact, is the Haftarah of the previous Shabbos, what does it say? It says, the Golas the Bnei Yisrael, and then it says, Atzarfas. So it specifically mentions friends in one of the countries that even will go out of Golas. The Tzarech Lohamit, so we need to understand, Mizesha Novi Mufarat is HaGolas Vagulash Atzarfas, being that the Novi specifically makes a point to mention Golas and Gul of Tzarfas, move on, Shekayemes Shayeches Miyuched Rebbeinayim. That means there must be something, an association between the Gaula in general and France in particular. Shreyafilu Betchilus HaGolas, Higlu Yehudim Lektzarfas. We find that in the first stages of Golas, Yudim already went to France. And the Rebbe brings here the Radak, that obviously he's writing that in terms of history, one of the first places Yidin settled when they went to Golis was in France. I don't know if it means it was a France then or it means the place which later became known as France. <coughs> Why does the Torah have to specify the country France? 
being that the Pasuk is not talking about what happened in the beginning of Gullah 2,000 years ago, but about the Gullahs that's going to be in the future. In the future, it's not just France, it's all the countries of the world. Mm-hmm. So from this it's understood, that in our Gullah, currently, to know that the whole Gullah is connected with Sarfas of France. Shagolus achelazer. This Gullus, the word chel means began. The Gullus that began, hoya bitzarfas, yishleim atam, ki shleimas birer oilam, the complete elevation of the world, v'hoysel Hashem amlucha, nifal aydei habirer, v'aliyah shabnei Yisrael bitzarfas. It mainly came out of France. So what happened in France has a global effect on Yisrael all over the world. So that is going to explain that what we just explained about all the nations of the world, there's one country where you see it more pronounced than any other country, how it became transformed, Minatachten, and that's France. And here's what it goes into, to look at the difference between France the way it was in those days, and France the way it is today. We see the change. Um... I'll start, because we don't have enough time to do the whole thing. We try to do half an hour, 35 minutes. Let me another five minutes. For you and the Alpi Hashini V'Achidosh, look at the difference in the Yachash Yisrael in the way Yidin relate to France now and the way it was in the times of the Alter Rebbe. Yidua, it's known, Shebet Kupas Adman Adokin, in the times of the Alter Rebbe, Kishapart HaMuchomer Be'i Napoleon HaTarfati V'Atzar Alexandri, when the war broke out between Napoleon and France, and the Tsar of Russia, Sovr Admir Azokin, the Alter Rebbe's opinion was, like my God, not like another big tzaddik, but the other big tzaddik held, and he wanted very much, that Napoleon should win. The Alter Rebbe wanted that the Tsar should win. Who is the other big tzaddik? Most people say it was Abshleim Karlina, but then it's pretty clear Abshleim Karlina passed away before this. So I think it's it's, a lot of people did the research around and say it was Rabbi Saul of Koshnitz, the Koshnitz Samagit, very big tzaddik, and he wanted Napoleon to win. Why? Kill it. What? The Rebbe says who he thinks of more was, I don't remember. Yeah, the letter yeah. to Zevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's known, the famous story, that um, it was, the Rebbe said that it was uh, decreed in Shemayim that whichever of the two will blow Shefer first on Rosh Hashanah, they'll have it their way. So the Alter Rebbe blows Shefer Hashana, then the Tsar will win the war. And there will be so questions to blow Shefer first, then the Napoleon will win the war. And the other Tzaddik got up the earliest he can on Rosh Hashanah, and he sped through the davening as fast as he can, and blew Shefer as early as he can, and as soon as he blew Shefer, he said, too late. The Alter Rebbe got me. He's ahead of me. How did the Alter Rebbe do it? The answer is very simple. The Alter Rebbe didn't daven fast. He blew Shefer before davening. And the Rebbe, you know, gave a whole sikh on that. But you see how in Shemayim there was these two opinions. Why? The Rebbe is quoting here the words of, um, I think it's from the Mitzvah Rebbe, that if the Napoleon would win, is this would be devastating for Yidin. The Gashmis would have been different. The Koshena HaKadosh, in the words of the Alter Rebbe, there's a, a letter written by Rabbi Meshach Meizlish quoting the Alter Rebbe. He writes like this, 
if Napoleon will win, Yarba Yidin, he'll give Yidin a lot of freedom. A lot of liberals will give Yidin freedom. And they'll have a lot of money. The Urim Karen Yisrael, the banner of the Jewish people will be raised. They won't be humiliated. They'll become separated and alienated from Hashem. And if the Tsar will win, there'll be more poverty among the Jews. The Yishpo Karen Yisrael, and he's going to humiliate them. But Yiskashru, Yiskabru, Yisagdu, Liban Sheyisrael, Amin Shabashmain. They'll be connected to Hashem. So basically, Hatam is Kitzarfas and Napoleon Beresha, Yizga is Snuish al Khevish Rahman al Islam, Mikolin Dazga, Munabakaj Barkhul. France in those days and Napoleon, they represented liberalism, which is free from Amuna, belief in Hashem. They believed in being a, a, a liberal approach. The revolution started there. Right. That revolution was not only a revolution against the king, it was a revolution against, uh, there's a word for it, they have a word for it in English. Renaissance or something like that? That was before. So, take What? Enlightenment. It's part of it. It's connected to enlightenment. It is connected to enlightenment, but there's another word that they use. She used to Emancipation. Emancipation. I mean, I saw somewhere in the history books. I should look it up. Maybe emancipation. Freedom. Freedom. Emancipation means to be free. Yeah. From everything. So this is a take of a clip of Adina Kosha because Napoleon was gay with this Nazis. He was a big Bulgarian. This way, this Mechal Kreyachogura, so he didn't believe in Hashem. He gave himself all the credit for his power and his success. And he said, Kreyachi Vaitim Yodi. The dogma is Klipa Sancherev. He was similar to the Klipa of Sancherev, which is in the times of Chizkiyot. He was also like that. This wasn't just something temporary negated to that generation. His success and his victory would have affected Yidin forever. Oh, here it says, as we see, those who know the history, the French Revolution in that year, and as a result of that, Napoleon became who he was, and then he became the leader of France. That was a result of the revolution. It was also it was an ideological revolution. It changed the way of the world. And this is one of the Ikrim, this is one of the main uh, events in history. Shalem Hushtasu Yisaitis Hanogah Shalem Adeni. The modern cultured world today is based on that ideological revolution. And that's Napoleon. And if he would have been in control of every place, then Rahman Yidin would have lost their belief in Hashem.